This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped, streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. Come on. Welcome. Welcome to Dave and Mahoney. Do what, you what have about, a menu what, in Santa Claus? What, what about a Shrek, inflatable Shrek with a Christmas hat on? Christmas gotten trashy. Christmas Minions has been Shrek. trashy. What are you talking about? Since we invented inflatables, Christmas became super trashy. Yeah, uh. and the reason why it looks trashy is because during the day when the inflatable is not inflated, it looks like a literal trash bag. Dave and Mahoney. But the song that I hate when it comes to Christmas songs is Jingle Bell Rock because nobody rocks around a Christmas tree. You're rocking around it. You're probably unmedicated. (laughs) (laughs) And Mahoney. I spent $1,100 to put in a floor outlet specifically for a Christmas tree at Christmas time in my foyer. No cords going to the Christmas tree. Did you just call it a foyer? It's a foyer. No, it's not. not. No, it isn't. You're the same people that call it a croissant after you go to France (laughs) once. (laughs) This is Dave and Mahoney. Hello, friends. Got some good news and some bad news to kick things off today. What would you like first, Sarah Mahoney? Dave, why don't we start off today's show with some bad news? Some bad news. Happy holidays. Just another massive data breach. Nothing to worry about here. Xfinity is the latest to get hit. They're saying that everyone needs to change their passwords because hackers have gotten access to a database of 36 million customers. Cool. Love that, that for us. That's Xfinity. Xfinity. Oh, yeah. The, uh, the, yeah. One of the biggest uh, internet providers in the uh, country. They that's say really cool. the uh, data breach has affected the personal information of about 36 million users, which, you know, is more than, you know, one out of every 10 people in the entire country. So I feel like if you are an individual who is living in the sticks and you have no access to the internet and you don't use banks for anything... You've never purchased anything online and you don't have credit cards. You're the only person who is safe in 2023. I mean, does every single individual have their information on the internet at some point now? Yes, everything's, I mean, all of our information has already been stolen. Every, like, password (laughs) we've ever used has been uh, leaked out. When they they (laughs) hacked the the credit company, what was it, Experian? Experian. They hacked Target, man. But, I mean, Experian has, like, everyone's credit. Equifax. Equifax, you're right. Experian's another credit bureau. Oh, is it okay? Yeah. 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 uh, But it's Equifax, you're right. It's, like, the trans one, too. TransUnion. Look, it's 2023, whatever makes you happy. Facts. The idea that they stole, like, all the social security information as well as all the contact information as well as your actual credit information is pretty wild. Uh, This Xfinity one is the things like names, contact details, last four digits of social security numbers, dates of birth, secret questions and answers. So, you know, all of that stuff. I don't know because I'm not smart enough to know how we prevent this or how we create some type of digital law or something that is going to be set in place because this is terrorism. Yes, you treat it like terrorism and the, you have a penalty that is death. You know what? <laughs> yeah. Like, for real. Like, like you want this to stop. You get caught doing this. Meh. 
Some good news today as well. This is wild because we hear about this. These stories pop up regularly, but this is another one. A 4.87 carat, so a big near colorless diamond has been found. Any guesses where? Is it that Diamond Park? Yeah, Crater of Diamonds State Park in Arkansas. Dang. Another one? Another nearly five carat diamond. Was this also by a kid? Because the last time it was like a 12-year-old, right? Or something crazy? So I, I don't think it's a kid because his name is Jerry, and I don't know any There's kids no named Jerry. There's no young Jerry's. They don't even kids Jerry like they no, used to. No. Yeah. And, I mean, Jerry was such a hot name. I mean, there's a whole cartoon, you know, Tom and Jerry. Sailor Jerry, yeah, which I mean, is horrible. <laughs> we still get Toms out there, right? But, I mean, the Jerrys have gone the way of the dodo, unfortunately. Name your kids Jerry, Jerry 2024. Jerry's, yeah. Jerry Seinfeld. See? Jerry... Is Jerry Adric? short for Jeremy? No, what was the... Who was the, who was the, who was the talk show host? Jerry... Jerry. Jerry. Springer. Jerry Springer. Jerry Springer. Jerry Springer. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't know where Fitzgerald just came from. But uh, do people uh, name their kids Jerry or is it Jeremy? And then Jer- they go no, by no, Jerry. No, Jerry. No, no. Jerry's a full ass name. Yeah, yeah. Jerry, a full on Jer. Is it? Yeah, Jerry. I'm gonna yeah. look this up. You, I Jerry don't is know. not short for anything. You don't. You don't. Show, you don't shorten Jeremy to Jer- Jerry. Nah. It's short for Gerald. Gerald. Okay, I can see that. Jer- Jerry with a G is Gerald. Oh, no, yeah. It just says Jerry. Jerry with a J. It's that's his own Jer- special yeah. living, breathing that's thing. Just not true. So Jerry <laughs> found a, a diamond. Jerry Evans from Arkansas was visiting the crater of Diamond State Park for the first time. Thought it was a piece of glass. Turned out to be a nearly five-carat diamond. Guys, it's also short for George. What? Gerard. Geraldine. Jared. Jeremy. Jeremiah. Jermaine. Or Jerome. These are all lies. These are lies. Not true. It's Jerry. (laughs) You're listening to the Dave and Mahoney Show. (laughs) Oh, boy. It's big. Audrey, can I share something that happened behind the scenes yesterday when you had that uh, very aggressive sneeze? Sure. Okay. So, Audrey's in the studio. And <laughs> meanie, <laughs> she's been under the weather, Dave. Well, and then, so I thought that she was under the weather, and she had this sneeze, and she held up her arm. You know, and you kind of sneeze into your into your elbow a little bit. But she yeah. had a, she had a big sweatshirt on, so she's like, Poo! and then she goes, uh oh, and she held it there to the point where she, I'm like, <laughs> did something just happen where you have to like go clean off your arm? And she's like, yeah, yeah. and she just kind of, and she out the studio she goes. <laughs> And so I, hey. I, I asked you, I'm, I'm like, hey, man, like, are you feeling under the weather? Are you kind of sick right now? What's going on? Because there's all kinds of stuff going around. You know, mm-hmm. it's this time of year. Mm-hmm. People are traveling all over the place or, you know, cooped up inside, whatever. Mm-hmm. So, um, but then uh, you were thinking that maybe it wasn't like an illness that was making you sneeze so much. Yes. And this is allergies. actually potentially something much more serious. You say allergies, but then you keep in mind that Audrey just added to her family. With two oh. brand new cats, so oh God, are you are you allergic to the cats? I think I might be allergic to the cats. No, and that's like the worst type of allergy to have. Too. Uh. So because I'm not generally whenever you're feeling unwell, right? Like my symptoms are fatigue. Like I cannot wake up. You can't wake me up. Like I am tired all of the time if I'm sick. I'm tired all the time anyways, but I'm really tired. <laughs> More so. More so. Right. So I'm like, I'm not really feeling like bogged down like illness, you know? Like I'm like, oh, my throat hurts. I'm congested and my eyes are itching. And, but we've had Sounds. the kittens for about two weeks now and it's, it's really just kind of ramping up. Like I'm really just now kind of feeling like the peak of it. So, and I am doing everything that I can to make these kittens into like goo cats. And what I mean by that is like, I want to be able to like 
do whatever I want with these cats without them being temperamental. So I'm like sure. holding them up, doing like the liquid, like the noodle test and, you know, rubbing my face all on theirs and, you know, rubbing my, like rubbing their paws. <laughs> well, no Wait, kidding, what? man. <laughs> even if, <laughs> even if, if you weren't allergic, allergic to well, your you know, body's just like, like hold right. their face and I'm just like, I love you so much. Right, so. Yeah. So like, like I just am doing whatever I can to kind of like wow. be it in their be face. exhausting to be your pet. <laughs> and my husband. And my husband. Think about that. So. <laughs> is your, is your husband dealing with any of the same symptoms? Yeah, so he's got itchy eyes. Oh, good. Yeah. So you're both potentially allergic to the multiple sure. cats you just got. You cool. popped any, like, uh, you know, what are those, uh, Zyrtex or no, anything? No, so I've been doing Benadryl at night, um, and it seems to be kind of, like, working a little bit, um, but I don't want to write it off as a full-blown because tis the season for sickness, you know what I mean? So it could be a cold. How long well, do we you think took a, that? You took, a, you took, a, like, a covid test and you're not i did you know, i don't have not, COVID. you're not sick there yeah so i mean uh i did also have a little bit of a bender of a week last week after getting yep. married we mm-hmm. had the award show and yep. then i just was celebrating so my immune system was down and i was sticking my finger down my throat so <laughs> I, I was you know just trying to puke up all of my sins so you know i it could be that it could be the kittens i don't want to blame the kittens just yet but we'll see I feel so, so what, bad. What do you do? Do you have to give them back? Absolutely not. Are you kidding me? I've had them for two weeks, and those are my kids. You're just gonna be sick the rest of your life. <laughs> yes, hmm. for sure. Hmm. Like I will go to the doctor every day and take a shot in my butt for <laughs> like whatever antihistamines I need in order. Those are my two children. Now. They're not going anywhere. That's Princess P and Howard. Have you seen I some of those? Right Howard. <laughs> That's Howard. <laughs> have you seen those butt shots that they do though? Have you seen them? The, what do you mean? Like for the, the, allergies? For the allergies? What are you talking about? So I've seen the ones, and I actually am so intrigued by it. Whenever they do like the patch tests on your back, and they just oh, you yeah. just watch everything just inflame, and I'm like, ah, oh, that looks so cool on you. That would probably suck on me. <laughs> yeah, because I would be allergic to everything. Um, but no, I haven't seen the butt shot. Pony. They are big ass needles. Big, big, big ass. I mean, literally big, big ass, ass needles. needles. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dave and Ed Mahoney. Call or text us at 833-YO-DUMMY. And on social media at Dave and Mahoney. How you doing, George? Good. How you doing, buddy? Excellent, man. Audrey. Hello. (laughs) (laughs) What's up, man? How are you? Good morning, sweetheart. Good, good, good. Hey, congratulations on the marriage. Thank you. um, I I just want to let you know on the caps and stuff, I was uh, uh, explaining that um, I'm allergic to anything, everything, and I just want to let you know on the cats and stuff, when they clean themselves, um, they have, uh, when it dries, it turns into dander. And I don't know if you know all that stuff, but I've had cats all my life. And um, come to find out with the dander, when it dries, that's what you're allergic to. No. So I went to the vet we yesterday were- with them, and she told me just to start getting them used to baths. And I didn't know yep. you could, like, bathe a cat. Yeah, I thought that was kind of like the antithesis, like cats hated water. water. (laughs) So she told me to start getting used to that, so I guess we're going to try that later today. How old are they? They are nine weeks, so they're a baby. Okay, all right. So basically when you bathe them, did they explain to you how to do it? No, she told me just get it. rubber gloves that are kind of like up to my shoulders yeah. and just say prayer. This, this is an important point, though. Uh, Audrey got them uh, both declawed and de-teeth whenever no, she got I them. No, I did so. not. Yeah. No, people are going to start coming after me. You declawed your cats? Oh, my God. You're going to hell. <laughs> no, they don't, they don't declaw them anymore, man. It's illegal. Animal activists. But anyways, good luck. And grab a box of Band-Aids. 
if you put them in a bathtub where there's no water in there and just kind of play with them and stuff like that, and then if you put maybe because they don't see the bottom, so they freak out. They don't they don't know if it's a foot deep or if it's two inches deep. But if you just if you put them in the bathtub and stuff like that and kind of get used to them there, and then if you put maybe like one inch of water in the bottom of it. Is that, is that why cats freak out in the water? Because they the, the depth perception is they all up? But I had no idea. That's Me a, either. Yep. I think I'm, I'm just going to get my cats bird. drunk and see what happens. Get them and drunk? Just like, yeah, I'm just going to like, because you know, whenever uh, back in the day, they used to do the bourbon, the yeah. bourbon uh, wash rag. Sure, yeah. Just give them a little bit of bourbon and just <laughs> yeah. like get them bathed. I don't know, man. <laughs> you, you, you go, you, what is it, the, the little the washcloth to the mouth? Yeah. Chloroform? Yeah. Chloroform yeah. your cats? <laughs> Cataform? Yes. <laughs> Yeah, this is the holiday season. <laughs> <laughs> a little spiked eggnog never hurt anyone. Hey, thanks for the call today, George. We appreciate you, man. All right, you guys have a great day. God bless. You too. Take care, Ben. Thank you. I'm going to be sneezing. This is David Mahoney. Please leave a message after the beep. Do you have a comment, complaint, or opinion for David Mahoney? Then call and leave a message. 833-YO-DUMMY. Hey guys, so seeing how Christmas is next week, I decided I'm going to tell you my one and only Christmas joke that I know. So, what's the difference between beer nuts and reindeer nuts? What's that? Well, beer nuts will run you about three fifty, but reindeer nuts are under a buck. <laughs> I'm sorry, it was a really bad joke. Okay, Merry Christmas, guys. <laughs> that is hilarious. See, I'm going to use that. I just love a good bad joke, and one thing that has just delighted me recently is my seven-year-old daughter. I don't know where she gets them from. I think they, like, trade them at school, but she has all of these awful dad jokes that she's dropping on me. The other day, she's pulling out of the driveway. She tells my wife to stop the vehicle so she can roll down the window. She goes, hey, Dad, do you know that I impressed a meme the other day? I said, oh, yeah? She goes, yeah. He was speechless. And then they drove off. <laughs> That's hilarious. Just like, I don't want to so whatever, I'm standing in the driveway clapping by myself. Whenever yes. I was her age, I, I asked my parents for, like, knock-knock joke books. You should... Get her, like, it was just a book of jokes. Or, like, just she get her those candies, a, like that, the Laffy Taffies. That is a great idea. Yeah. She would absolutely love that. <laughs> Raise funny kids. Yeah. That's how you do it. <laughs> now, if they turn out to be ugly, it's okay. It's fine. They're funny. <laughs> what classes should we add to schools? I say travel etiquette because every time I'm going through TSA, everyone around me is a complete idiot and has no idea how airport security works. Message deleted. TSA etiquette and speakerphone etiquette. And, you know, sometimes they go hand in hand. But if you're, because I was on a plane the other day, and I think Air I told Marshall you this. should be able to shoot people who are talking on site, on, on, on their speakerphone on the plane. A woman sitting next to me on the speakerphone while we were sitting on the tarmac, delayed for a short amount of time, like 15, 20 minutes. But still, the whole time we were delayed on the phone, I don't care about that. But on speakerphone? Speakerphone what on are the phone. You, so what are you doing? If you're doing that, you're inviting me into the conversation. I don't want to be a part of your oh, conversation no, I do. with I do. Rebecca. Give me the tea. Give me the tea. Oh, tell me, tell me what's going on, no, and I'm going to give you my honest opinion. It wasn't even an interesting conversation. It wasn't even like a, they weren't talking about relationships or something that was interpersonal. Mm. It was her basically giving directives to what sounded like a, her middle manager. She was very impressed, the fact that she had a job where it sounded like there was someone underneath her. So she ah, was sort of barking okay. directions about how to do spreadsheets. Cool. Maybe like, she just you, needed to be validated in that mm, moment. And you just needed to look over at her and say, you know what? You go, boss girl. <laughs> you know my favorite thing. boss girl energy. <laughs> you know my favorite thing is, though, because, you know, I fly Southwest all the time. And Southwest, for me, is the, the carrier that flies to all the destinations 
I want to go. They make it pretty direct. Easy. Yeah. And whether or not it's a cattle call, it, it is. But the thing that always makes me chuckle are the people who think they're better than people on a Southwest flight. And I'm like, buddy, you are here too. We're all in this like, together. You did not choose to fly Delta One today. So you are right in this same, same ordeal we all are. You're not better or worse than any of us. Yeah, and even though you have that Gucci bag, you're still in the seaboarding group. In the middle seat. Yep. But you know what? Mm. It doesn't matter what you fly. Like, I feel like everybody tries to fly cheap. It doesn't matter. to me. I mean, I really feel like even the rich try and fly as cheap as possible. I mean, I, not the, like the I real, not the real rich. I well, I mean, not like millionaires, sure. Wealthy, but I mean, wealthy folk, yeah. sure. sure. Yeah. I mean, the because rich. like it's how the rich stay rich. Some yeah. of the most frugal people yeah. I know are millionaires. I know. Isn't that annoying? You know, you go out to dinner with somebody that you know is a millionaire, and they're like, "Let's split, split the check," like, or like you expect about? you to take care of it. Yeah, you, yeah. you're eighty-five million dollars. What are you talking about? Yes, yeah, some of the most wealthy people that I know are the most frugal. You are annoying. Please leave a message. Now, how did Mahoney choose his name? Out of all the radio names out there, why was it Mahoney? Message deleted. We did have a program director that tried to name him Beaker one time because he looks like Beaker. <laughs> I never knew Someone this. said yeah. that, oh and I have not been able to unsee it. Wasn't, it. it wasn't our program director. It was our friend Hardy, who's actually the voice of the show. Oh, really? It was Hardy that was tried Hardy. to do that? No uh, the voice of our show. So if you hear those little intros before... The show starts yeah. telling you to call the voicemail. Uh, that guy, he was a he was a jock at the radio station and one of the best in the absolute country. But uh, when they were, there was another guy named Jason in the building already. And so when they're like, he can't. And back in the you know the early two thousands, every alternative radio guy was like. Sludge, Woody, Boner, Static, uh, Half Pipe, <laughs> yeah. Hambone, Homie. You know those. Those yeah. were all of our. Those were the people Bubba. we knew. And then Bubba. so, and I'm like, I'm not a, I'm not a, I'm not a, a rat boy. You know, I'm not a. You know, so we went with my homie. I am Be- so Beaker, thankful that Be- I was not alive in that era. Beaker would have been better. Beaker. I mean, to be fair, my hair. I did look just like Beaker. I wish you hadn't told me that because I know how I'm going to design your Christmas card now. <laughs> You're listening to Dave and Mahoney. When you're looking for love, hey, baby, you want Then all the wrong places. You want to see what a mistake looks like? It's the missed connection inspection on Dave and Mahoney. You know, everyone's out there looking for love in their own special way. And today we have true love at Walmart. And there's just ah, something Dave. special about being at Walmart because I don't know about you, Mahoney, but every time that I'm at Walmart, super horny. Dave, there ah, is no what? place. <laughs> That brings you a smile quite like Wally World. Nothing that makes you roll back your eyes like them roll back prices. That's right. (laughs) This first one is entitled, You Look Amazon. I think they meant to put amazing, but here we go. This is a man for a woman. We spoke briefly at Walmart. I first asked you if it was you that smelled good. It was. Then I told you, you look Amazon. Your style, your face, your body, the way you walk, lovely in every way. I was the tall, tattooed male that couldn't resist talking to you. And then the emoji with the hard eyes. Let me know if you're out there and if you'd like to join me for dinner sometime. All of that's fine. I can't describe a larger ick to me than illiteracy. If you can't spell the word amazing, well, don't maybe, use the word amazing. Maybe she's tall and very uh, athletic, so maybe she, Amazon sure. in, in that okay. light. Or maybe she had was a, wearing a loincloth, perhaps. Or she was wearing a, a blue vest okay. and was uh, and handling packages. Okay. 
which, you know, you can look Amazon to me. Yeah. <laughs> this one's entitled Walmart on Academy. This is a man for a woman. I walked by you twice. The second time was by the bread area. I was getting some sweeties. I have a beard and short mm. hair and an A art that rocks Canyon shirt on. You are shorter, dark haired woman. Let's start a romance that ends in a restraining order. What? That can be real. What? You're joking. Ah, uh, that's somebody there it just is. got like bullied hey, in a the kind of romances that end in a restraining order. Fiery, hot, yes, steamy, hot yeah, 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 toxic, slappy. There's yeah. lots of slaps. Let's not do that. <laughs> uh, this one's entitled Albuquerque Walmart. This is a man for a man. We were at the Walmart on Coors at twelve four. We chatted briefly. Hit me up if you're interested. And uh, any DL curious guys who are STD free, negative, hit me up. No hard drugs or dumb. <laughs> or Dom? Yep, just at Walmart, just like interested in this guy or really any guy, just anyone, anywhere, anytime. Well, they got to be STD Do free. you trust yeah, the people the only... on Craigslist to be honest about their current STD, STD situation? Absolutely not. Nope. If I was going to think that anybody was dirtier, it would be anybody perusing Craigslist. I feel like if I didn't get a STD from sleeping with somebody on Craigslist, I should go play the lottery the next yes, day. Right, like you, you lucked out. This is Dave and Mahoney. Isn't it nice living in a time, Mahoney, Audrey, where we know that there are people out there that are making advancements while we are just being idiots and sloughing our way through life. I mean, there's so many smart people out there that are doing such important things. And when it comes to science, I mean, there's been so many breakthroughs during the course of our very limited lives. I mean, if you think about how long, you know, we've actually been around and the advancements that we've seen, not just with medicine, but also with technology, I mean... Our grandparents, when they were young, would not recognize our world today. Not even close. And, and that's wild to think about. The fact that, you know, you can travel around the world in eight hours. You know, the fact that they have, you know, vaccines for things that were previously like wiping out entire chunks of the population. I mean, it's really well, impressive. Just the way that the world works. It is uh, it is moving at the speed of uh, of sound, man. It's, it's just moving, man. Well, this is pretty incredible because... You know, when it comes to, you know, something that a lot of parents are dealing with, a lot of children are dealing with, you know, in, in 2023, you know, autism has been something that's been talked about a lot. Mm-hmm. And one thing, Audrey, I mean, you and I used to work with somebody that uh, as an adult self-diagnosed themselves as autistic. Right. And they were doing it, I think, for social media. Yeah, which for social is- media clout because it was one of the trigger words or type words of uh Buzzwords of 2022, yep. specifically. Still, but still um, now, it's still one of those sure. things. The neurodivergent. Uh, but they still neuro- but, spicy. But you've never gone to <laughs> yeah. a doctor or had any sort of real diagnosis. Right. But you you think this, so of course now you are. Yeah. Well, it, and you just decide that you are and you start putting yourself out there sure. and self-diagnosed. And that's pretty gross in its own way. But uh, this is interesting. They're saying that there's an artificial tool that, can, that claims it can detect autism with a 100% Accuracy based on a simple retinal scan. Okay. It's developed by researchers in South Korea. The tool reportedly achieved a perfect accuracy rate in distinguishing between children with and without autism. And the reason why this is so important is because there hasn't really been something where we've seen this sort of accuracy. So if this is the case, if this actually is 100% accurate and it's just like a simple retinal scan, that could potentially help so many people figure out what's really going on if there is, you know, if you think that potentially autism is there. Well, because to me, there is such a sliding scale whenever it comes to autism. Obviously, we've taken Asperger's off of that scale and we've just classified everything in that neurodivergency as autistic and autism. And there's obviously, you know, a big swing. And I'm really curious about this technology. 
how is it a retinal scan? Like, how do your eyes, how are they the deciding factor on autism? I mean, that's so interesting to me. I would be very curious to read this study and see um, a lot of words that I don't understand and try and make sense of it all. That's really, that's really kind of neat. I'm curious. If there is a way to to definitively figure it out with something as simple as a retinal scan, that would be a massive, massive breakthrough. Massive. Uh, Speaking of massive breakthroughs, Mahoney, Mm -hmm. uh, we at some point in our lives are going to probably need some massive breakthroughs in our arteries. Uh, No, you want them to stay intact. You don't want them to Breakthrough. No, no, not like actually. No, you break say that's like Fairly a clogged up. Yeah, uh, the uh, the scientists at the University of New Mexico School of Medicine have developed a vaccine to lower cholesterol levels. Okay, this is tell huge. me more. So the vaccine, which blocks the cholesterol raising protein, which is bad protein essentially, uh, by nearly thirty percent in mice and monkeys, where it was tested, uh, researchers believe the vaccine should be available in ten years and cost less than a hundred dollars per dose, which is fifty times cheaper than alternative in- injections. So when you're talking about developing something and it isn't just a money grab as well. It's going to keep us alive and longer. it's going to keep you alive because I mean, we're talking about things unhealthy. like heart disease, Sign high cholesterol up. levels. I mean, that's the stuff that kills so many people year over year in America. If there is a simple vaccine to fix that, another massive potential breakthrough. Yeah, man. Get your vaccine and just keep on eating. Just enjoy your bacon. This is going to cause some problems for some people, though. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> what are you going to do? You going to live? I ain't taking no vaccine. (laughs) This is the Dave and Mahoney Show. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Got a comment, complaint, or opinion for Dave and Mahoney? Call 833-YO-DUMMY. Please record your message. This is the voicemail. Please leave a message after the tone. Oh, you guys love me. I'm back on. Thanks, guys. Hey, I want to know. Your favorite Christmas movie is I Love Elf. Hey, Buddy is the best. Um, yeah, tell me that. Thanks. Message deleted. Was Optimus Prime in her (laughs) bedroom? Like Optimus Prime. What's going on back there? Let me run that back. And I don't know why you assume that he was in her bedroom, but you're probably right. We should just cuddle tonight. We should just cuddle tonight. What the hell? That's weird. Um. Home Favorite. Alone. Home Alone <laughs> okay. has got to be up there. I mean, like that that just hit me at the right time in life. Yep. And uh, you said that Home Alone 2 uh, was elite to you Man, as well. it was. I don't think it's nearly as good as the original, but I still very much like Home Alone 2. Yep. Um, if you've ever seen Home Alone 3, that is an absolute crime against You know they humanity. have six Home Alone movies. They just had a new one with uh, one of my favorite comedians, Pete Holmes, as the dad. Oh, really? That came out in 2021. It's called Home Sweet Home. Home Alone. There's a Home Alone three. Oh, it's oh, it, there's Home Alone three came out in '97. I think it's got Scarlett Johansson in, isn't it? I, I, it's some there's Home Alone three like for Macaulay Culkin in it. No, no. Home oh, okay, I, that's why I was like, they, really? They've changed kids almost every Home Alone spinoff since too. And yeah. there's been, like I said, I think there's six or seven total Home Alone movies. But for me, I'm with you. I was 10 years old when that movie came out, and my wife and I like that's the movie. That's the first kind of Christmas movie we watch every year. The soundtrack, the John Williams soundtrack on that is just 
so good. And the thing that, like, we watched a Netflix sh- uh, show on, like, how the, the, the movies that made us and how they were made, and they did one on Home Alone. Mm-hmm. And she was so yep. sad yep. when she found out that the scene, the scene with the water in the uh, neighbor's house was in a gymnasium yeah. pool, a high school uh, gymnasium pool. Yep. And she was just like... Oh, just like but I tell you, whatever reason, just they say never meet your heroes. Don't that, you don't want to like pull the curtain back too much because too it really much. does ruin it. Like the the Christmas vacation house that's supposed to be set in Chicago is actually in California. But the 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 one in Home Alone is, is actually there? in Chicago. Yeah. And yeah. if I ever win like the crazy lottery, that's like life goal for me. I want to buy that house. I don't know if I actually want to live in it, but I just want to own the Home Alone mm-hmm. house. Like so, what, a, what a flex. I know we're talking about the best Christmas movies of all time, but I would like to put it out there. Um, this is my stance. The worst Christmas movie of Ooh, all time. Okay. Best book, though. Polar Express. Yes. Oh, I, I. But Polar Express really isn't. I mean, there's like 15 words in it. <laughs> I bought Polar like, Express thinking my kids would totally be into it. And the book? No, the movie. Oh no, the movie's horrifying. And it's trash. It's, it's scary. Actually it's actually nightmare. The worst fuel. Tom yeah. Hanks movie ever made. Which is so unfortunate because that again, like the story is so sweet, the, and you know it has potential. The it artwork, needs to get remade. The like, artwork in remake it, it, who by Chris Van Allsburg, who was one of my like when I was in elementary school, one of my absolute favorite like just you know uh, children's book. Like Writers. I think he was a writer and artist. Mm-hmm. I think he did both. But then they couldn't have been so much further from what that was to what the movie was. Correct. It's very, very uncommon that Tom Hanks comes in and totally screws up a movie that's based on a super we, popular. Oh, yeah. yeah. We, we need to ban. I don't even know if it's necessarily his fault, though. It's no. just like the, you know, animators. It's the animators. No, it's, there's two things that Tom Hanks has really screwed up in this life, and that's that movie and Chet Hanks. Oh, mm-hmm. his yeah. son. Yeah. But you know what? Sometimes yeah. you can't help having a crap. I don't feel like Chet Hanks <laughs> and the Polar Express both kind of coincided. They, they must came have, at the same but time. But a weird yeah. uh, like, uh, positioning of the planets at the time when that was going down. It was down. the year he was born. <laughs> Hey, Merry Christmas, everybody. I hope everybody's getting their Christmas shopping done. I know I'm trying. My wife gave me some good ideas. One of the things she said was, go over to this Ultra Beauty Supply and give me some nice shampoo and conditioner. I said, oh, okay, that's easy. She said, well, you know, don't buy the real expensive stuff. And I said, well, that's even easier. I'm in the Ultra Beauty Shop, and they have this section with all the shampoo and conditioner, and I'm looking around. It has it for curly hair. It has it for dry hair. It has it for this kind of hair, that kind of hair, this kind of hair. So I pick up this bottle. It's a pretty good-sized bottle. I'm looking at it, and I'm like, yeah, this might work. And I'm looking around. There's no price on the bottle at all. So I look at the counter where it was at, and that's where the price is, $189. Oh, my goodness, my face turns white. I start shaking. I'm sweating. I'm trying to put the bottle back very carefully without dropping it. I set it down. I look around, make sure nobody saw me touching it, and I back out of that store. I get on the road, and I go over to Wally World. $12 each, I buy her a couple of each. You cheap ass. What do you mean? I mean, Dude, I get $189 for shampoo is insane. Sure, but that's, that's like insane. industrial bottle, okay? Yeah. That's going to last you for a really long time. Also. But I love that he was like, oh, my God, everything in Ulta is so expensive. It's just not. You can go over there and get a $20 bottle just as easily. And so what? You got her suave? Like, come oh, on, man. man. I feel be this a, pain. Be a real man. Shoplift. <laughs> Be on the Dave and Mahoney Show by leaving a voicemail at 833-YO-DUMMY. Leave a message. Let's all play the movie quote quiz. Let's all play the movie quote quiz. Let's all play the movie quote quiz on Dave and Mahoney. 
Patty is joining us for a round of the Movie Code Quiz. Patty, what is your favorite Christmas movie of all time? Favorite Christmas movie of all time would be Elf. Okay. All right. Solid movie. Elf is 20 years old this year. It actually came out in 2003. And it's one of the very few movies I feel like that has become a true Christmas classic. It's the last. Because that's, that's hard to do. It's the last one that's been like added into the like the rotation of Christmas movies. I mean, the, maybe uh, Love Actually, but I, I feel like no. Elf is way more synonymous than Love Actually. All right, so Patty, you got a couple of lifelines here if you need them. I'm going to play you a couple of uh, shortish clips from different Christmas movies. They're all themed around the holidays. You're trying to figure out what they are. If you need a lifeline, you've got a couple of those available as well. Here we go with number one. Good luck to you. I knew it was you. I could smell you getting off the elevator. You was here last night, too, wasn't you? Yes, sir. <laughs> I was. You was here, and you were smooching with my brother. <laughs> I'm afraid you're mistaken, sir. Don't give me that. You've been smooching with everybody. Snuffy, Al, Leo, Little Mo with the gimpy leg, Cheeks, Bony Bob, Cliff. <gasps> it's a lie. Okay, Patty, do you know that one? Unfortunately, I don't. It's not ringing a bell. Okay, so it's it's not one of the main characters in the movie, which can make it hard. There's also a bit of a curveball here, but Mahoney, you look so confident well, in this one. This Audrey, is Audrey's well. favorite movie, so we might as well let her do it. Sure. So this is, uh, it is confusing because it if it was a Macaulay Culkin talking, you would be able to get it, but it's not. It is Home Alone 2. Home Alone 2 is Lost correct. in New York. Now yeah. I get it. Yep. Tim so, Curry. Yeah. That, that was the scene where he had... Uh, that Tim was, Curry. It was Tim Curry mm -hmm. that was walking into the room as... The, you're right. As the uh, the concierge, whatever it was, concierge. the hotel. Yep. And he, uh, yeah, was threatening to shoot also, him. Also, how good is Tim Curry in literally everything? <laughs> Fantastic. He's... Uh, Okay, so Lifeline is burnt there from Audrey, but You're here welcome. we go on to the next one. This one takes us back to 1989. Here we go. Can I show you something? I was just smelling. Smiling. I was just blouse browsing. <laughs> for your wife, for your girlfriend? What? What happened? Oof. Wouldn't be the Christmas shopping season if the stores were any less hooter than they are. Harder than they are. Ooh, it is warm in here. Well, you have your coat on. Yes. Oh, do I? How did that happen? Because it's cold out? Yes. Yes. It is. It's a bit nipply out. I mean nippy out. <laughs> what am I saying? Nipple? <laughs> uh, there is a nip in the air, though. <laughs> what a great scene. Patty, do you know that one? I think it's National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. It is. Well done. That is, uh, and somebody in our chat yesterday, twitch.tv slash Dave Mahoney, uh, informed me that the counter girl there that Chevy Chase was uh, fumbling over his words for mm -hmm. turned 70 a uh, couple of days ago. Ew, oh, what? well, happy birthday to her. Here we go on to number three, and I'm not sure, but I think you're going to do pretty well with this one. <laughs> Who the heck are you? What are you talking about? I'm Santa Claus. No, you're not. Uh, why, of course I am. <laughs> well, if you're Santa, what song did I sing for you on your birthday this year? Uh, happy birthday, of course. <laughs> uh, so, uh, how old are you, son? Four. You're a big boy. What's your name? Paul. And uh, what can I Paul, get you for Christmas? Don't tell him what you want. He's a liar. Let the kid talk. You disgust me. How can you live with yourself? Okay, Patty, here we go. It's your time to shine. 
I think it's going to be Elf. That is correct. Yes. Artie Lane's best performance ever. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Honestly. Has he been in a lot of movies? I mean, uh, he was the only other thing I would say, uh, Beer League, and uh, he was in uh, the Pete Holmes HBO sh series Crashing. He was really mm. good in also. Okay, so Patty, you're doing great. You got three correct. All you need is one more. Mahoney's still available as a lifeline. This also a throwback to 1988. <laughs> Why did you do that? Sometimes you have to slap them in the face just to get their attention. Fine. Slap me in the face. But you kicked me in the wall. Gosh, it's time to begin the journey. Now, close your eyes. No, you close your eyes. Oh, no. I'm through. Don't be awesome. Close your eyes. And think of snowflakes and moonbeams and whiskers on kit. No picking. <laughs> okay, 1988. For the wind, do you know that one? It kind of sounds like... Bill Murray and Scrooge? Mm -hmm. Yes. Yes. Let's go. The best retelling of a Charles Dickens A Christmas Story since A Muppet Christmas Story. Very nicely done, Patty. This is the Dave and Mahoney Show. Audrey, let me tell you a quick story about Mahoney. And early on in our friendship, we were out at this place called the Rainbow Bar in Las Vegas. And there was a girl that was with us that I was dating at the time. And there was somebody that accidentally bumped into her. Pretty crowded place, but the person that bumped into her was fairly aggressive about it, you know, like bumped into her hard enough where she spilled her drink okay. and it was pretty jarring. And so she turned around and you'd expect that if somebody like bumped into you to the point where you're like, and they knocked the drink out of your hand, they would apologize for it. And this person was really rude about it. And Mahoney saw this and Mahoney and I had known each other for about a year. Maybe a year, yeah. At that, that, at that point. So we were friends, but like, you know, we'd known each other for a year, so like still relatively new in our in our friendship. And this girl, you know, was pretty shaken by what had just happened. And, you know, I was just kind of like, all right, let's just let's just move on. This person's being a dick. Mahoney, without even missing a beat, walks over to this person who was about his size, like a pretty big guy, takes off his glasses, because he wore glasses at the time. His glasses. Pre-LASIK. And, and he said, you will apologize to that girl. With the implication, yeah. love that Mahoney. That love I that. will Don't. fight you right here in the middle of this bar, and I'm like, I'm sitting here like eyeballing the two of them. I'm like, Mahoney's probably gonna lose this because this guy looks like he's like hey, he's all confidence matters. Sleeved up, and he's got, he just looks like a rough and tumble dude. And but Mahoney, glasses off. He's like, you will apologize, and you know what happened. That guy kicked Mahoney's ass. No. <laughs> no, he apologized. And it ended up working out. But the point is, is that Mahoney is a ride or die. And he's always been that way. Like, if, you, if you're if you a good friend of Mahoney's, he will have your back. And he will, no matter what the situation is, he will have your back in, in almost any scenario. No better friend, no worse enemy is like yeah. how, is how I like to live my life with the people I care about and the people I hate. And so, when you told me about what happened to you yesterday, when you were so proud of your new pinky ring, it got me... Furious. Dave, yesterday was a happy day for me. Beautiful. I debuted my new pinky ring. Glistening pinky Are ring. Are you wearing it today? I'm not. Is it because what happened yesterday? It is. So I came <sighs> into the show and Somebody I heard showed everybody the ring. You can see the uh, the picture on my Instagram, at Mahoney Sucks. Still in the stories. And um, unfortunately, uh, not everybody loved my pinky ring. So I, I was riding high. I had some banking to do yesterday. 
because uh, you're in the process of building a house I'm, and all that stuff. All yeah. of that, and then I actually had to like wire a significant amount of money yesterday to the builders. Okay, so yes, because you're picking out all the finishes and stuff, and so that's, oh, a, yeah. lo- that's so a lot of money. The largest check I have ever written mm-hmm. in my life yeah. kind of uh, check. And so I go to the bank. And I'm there, and I'm wearing my Tommy Bahama. I got my gold chain. Mm-hmm. I've Looking got, good, feeling you know, good. I've got the pinky ring on. It just feels like a good day, and like, it's an this exciting is- day. Like you're, you've picked out all these beautiful finishes for your new house. You're paying for it. You have the means to be able to do that. Like that's that's an exciting time for for anyone. I think it was. I mean, it's supposed to be one of the best days ever. And I needed to get this money sent to the builder for so we can get everything moving along even more. And I'm walking to the bank, and it's there's one, only like one other customer in the entire bank, mm-hmm. and there's three people standing around, three other uh, bank employees standing around, and nobody has like greeted me because I don't really know exactly where I need to go because it's a wire. I've never wired money anywhere in my life. I don't know what a wire is. You walk into a bank, and it's like if you're not walking up to the actual window to do a transaction. Where do you go? There's not like a sign-up thing at this bank. There's like an office over there, like a bunch of cubicles, and then like a sitting area. Do you just sit down? Do you you poke your head over the top of a cubicle? No one knows. I'm kind of just like standing there, and I'm like waiting. I'm like, am I going to get greeted? Am I not going to get greeted? Nobody greets me. Mm -hmm. So, And the guy in front of me, like, is taking, you know, an average amount of time, about five minutes at the teller. He wasn't egregious or anything like that, but I'm just standing there for five minutes. Nobody acknowledging me. In this bank, and I'm like, you know, doing the like clearly like looking around, like I need, I help, need help. Look, yeah. And uh, you're doing the I need help look, but I don't want to ask for help thing. Well, I don't want to be do rude because I don't know who I, the who the person is to ask here. So do it all the time. The guy finishes up at the teller, he leaves. So I'm literally the only person in the bank at this time. And so I've nobody greets me. So I like I finally walk up to the teller, and I go, Hey, uh, I need to make a wire. I've never done that before. Can you help me? Or can somebody help me? I don't know who to talk to. And the teller, I think, among what the other people in the bank profile me. And you think it's because of the pinky ring. And I think it's because of the pinky ring. The teller uh, looks at me dead in the eyes. Hand to God said, there's not a single other person in this bank besides me, customer-wise. Yeah. We're too busy to today. Because they think you're trying to wire money to people and... <laughs> In South America for cocaine. In Medellin. Like, <laughs> you look like a Coke dealer with yeah. that ring They on. would not let me. And I'm like, I I really need to get this money to them today. Uh, it's already. Uh, they're coming. They have my family. Yeah, there's a shipment coming in. <laughs> there's a cigarette boat on the way here right, right now. now. <laughs> and she's, sir, we're just, we're, we're, we're understaffed right now. Three people standing there. Nobody else in the bank. And I'm like. What you, did you do in this situation? And she goes, uh, "Well, you know, you can you can send that at home. You can send." And I'm like, "Can you send a wire sure. from your house?" Yes, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, you can just do it online. No, it's, you, it, it, I, I, it's really easy. No, no, uh, no. You can send an, <laughs> no, you can send an ACH. That's not true. You can send really? a wire from home. Yeah, absolutely, you can. Yeah. I've done it you, dozens you of times. Uh, yeah, it's on the internet. It's not that hard. But, I tried, but really, there there is certain thresholds to that as well. So, like, if it's you're just talking, too big, if it's too big, then you actually do have to go into. We're the talking bank couple. 
you know, a couple hundred thousand dollars. That's insane, right? It's yes. a huge amount of money. Yeah. So I, I would actually prefer to go into the bank to do that to make sure I didn't screw something yes. up on my side. If- I love that Mahoney was so sensitive about his pinky ring that he thinks that that was the culprit. Like do it was you- the pinky ring's fault. Did like, you- but Mahoney, that co- you need to have some confidence in that pinky ring thing, baby. Like, I mean, well, you but this is something in. I couldn't cause a scene because no, you first sure off, could, this you is- have to cause a scene. So that's when you when- start smacking that pinky ring yeah, down exactly. on the countertop. So, so when they go, we're too busy. You go. You sure? <laughs> yeah, you start you sure smacking the pinky ring on the countertop. That's what it's supposed. That? It's supposed to be your authority finger. Yeah. <laughs> How busy are you? Are you sure about that? You got a be- sure about that? You got a beautiful family right there. It'd be a shame if anything happened to him. <laughs> you 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 missed the opportunity to, to bring you your sh- pinky ring. You just sheepishly walked out of there. They have all my money. <laughs> You, you don't deserve that. So then you ring, walked sir. out Take and you ring. left all your money there? Well, I, I'm going back today. And if they're too busy Without today, the I will withdraw every nickel I have. I, I know bank. he will. He's, he's not out of, he's out, out, out he's of spite. So, folks, follow Mahoney when he leaves the radio station today because a little bit later, he's going to have like 200 grand in cash on him. <laughs> You're listening to Dave and Mahoney. Glitz, glamour, and out of touch celebrities. Well, that's redundant. It's Pop Trash. I'm Dave and Mahoney. So the Critics' Choice nominees are out, and there are some categories that we're not surprised to see some very popular films in. I mean, Oppenheimer obviously got seven nominations. That's uh, not a huge surprise. The Killers of the Flower Moon, Mm. that's up there as well. I've never heard of this, though. The All of Us Strangers. Have you heard of that film? I haven't even heard of that one. Me either. And it's leading the entire category or the entire festival with nine nominations, including for Film of the Year. So the award ceremony, it's 44th year now, is scheduled to take place at the beginning of February in London. Uh, but like I said, there's a lot of names in there that we don't know. But that's one of the things that I like about award season, Mahoney, is that there's movies that maybe we've never heard of before because they're not you know, they're getting the mass distribution from the jump. But if they're getting a whole bunch of acclaim at these award shows, you're like, hey, maybe there's something here. So... All of Us Strangers. Again, never heard of it, but nine nominations. So I'm looking up the, what it's about. Would you like me to read it to you? Please. One night in his near-empty London tower block, screenwriter Adam has a chance encounter with a mysterious neighbor, Harry, puncturing the rhythm of his everyday life. As a relationship develops between them, Adam finds himself drawn back to his childhood home, where his parents appear to be living just as they were on the day he died 30 days ago. Actually, the day they died 30 years ago. I was going to say 30 days ago. You're like, well, yeah, I mean, you haven't moved on yet. So Thank it's you. just like lovers, and then they're in a like a dead house. Okay. Okay. All right. Um, pass. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's I mean, it's rated well. Metacritic has it 90, 95% from the critics on uh, Rotten Tomatoes, but the audience has not. Here's why we haven't seen it, because it's not out. Yeah. No, no, it's, no This is a critic. Yeah. This this just reeks of a- Political. Uh, a, 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 no, a critic's movie, yeah. you know, that they're going for the awards, so. Which a lot of times the critics, it feels political. Like, sometimes it just is like the-, the what, how are you going to even nominate something that the general public hasn't even actually put out as good yet? Seems you know weird, what I mean? You're right. It's just a critic's play to, to yeah. do exactly this. Because so we know so much more than you. Mm-hmm. So what a weird combination this is. Uh, Rob Schneider, uh, who is obviously the comedian. We've seen him in a whole bunch of the Adam Sandler films yeah. over the years. SNL Bigelow, alum. Male, male gigolo. Daughter, uh, his daughter's L. King, very talented yep. singer. Yep. Uh, and then he's paired up with, with Jaden Daniels, who is the quarterback 
for the uh, LSU Tigers. So it's just interesting to be like, wait, the quarterback from LSU and Rob Schneider somehow. Rob Schneider was in Waterboy. Yep. Okay. Sure. So maybe there's a connection there. And, you know, I think Adam Sandler's character might have been from somewhere in the South. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, maybe you're right. Maybe it's a kind of a roundabout way. But the two of them are pairing up and they're teaming up with Raising Canes to donate bikes to kids this holiday season. And I actually really like that because, you know, we've all had that same life experience with. Riding bikes and there's nothing more special when than you're a kid. getting a bike as a kid. That's yeah. you. You think about all the gifts that you got as a kid, and for me, you know, I had a Nintendo, got you know a Game Boy, all the other electronics. Nothing ever compared to the freedom that a bike gave you. What we do in the shadows coming to an end after six seasons. You a fan of that show? It's one. It's literally one of my top three shows. Dave. Really? Like this? The the new the fact that this and curb your enthusiasm. Only have one season left each is yeah. like breaking my heart. Curb, you know, because it's been around for twenty plus years. Yeah, Curb's been now. Around I mean, in a kind of in a roundabout way, the extension of Seinfeld. So that I'm curious if anything from we're going to see anything else from Larry David afterwards. But nothing's ever going to be better than Curb because I mean, Curb is just such perfect. a masterpiece. But as far as uh, you know, uh, comedies. Uh, you know, themed comedies. Uh, what we do in the shadows is so good on FX and done so well. I'm. Uh, it just makes me. It just makes me sad that another amazing comedy uh, is wrapping up. But they're going to go out on top. So there is that. At least it's not going to go too long, and it just kind of putters out. Like I want. I could do another ten seasons. It's that good. In, in my, if you've never watched it, it's on FX and Hulu right now. And there's five seasons available, and the sixth season, the final one, is on the way. This is Dave and Mahoney. The worst cover songs on the internet have landed here for your enjoyment. Yeah! It's Cover Your Ears on Dave and Mahoney. Chris is joining us today for a round of Cover Your Ears. Chris, considering it is the holiday season, we've got a bit of a theme for Cover Your Ears today. We've got... Some Christmas songs that are very popular Christmas songs. They are covered by people. You're trying to figure out the original artist as well as the song for a full point. You got a couple of lifelines and Mahoney and Audrey if necessary. 30 seconds on the clock for each one of these. Let the full 30 seconds play out before you make your guess. Are you ready to go? Yes, sir. All right, brother. Here we go. Good luck to you. One point nine million views on that one. Not enough. Not <laughs> enough, man. That uh, that that person, a, a master. Uh, his oh. name is Alex Terrible, by the way. If you're curious about the artist for that okay. one. Okay. Okay, Chris. Um, over to you. Do you know it? Yes. Honestly, I couldn't agree more that that should definitely uh, need more views. But yes, that's going to be Last Christmas by Mariah Carey. Uh, Last Christmas is correct, but any revision on the artist. This is the second newest Christmas song that has been uh, we've accepted into our uh, into our the cultural zeitgeist. Mariah Carey's is the very last one. Yeah, this was the second to last one, mm-hmm. done by a duo, second. a duo. Last, a duo, huh? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'm not. I don't think I'm gonna. 
That's fine. Um, It's early in the game. Yeah, yeah, that's all right. You get a half point. Uh, Wham. Wham is what we were looking for then. Wham, yeah. Now, now Chris, uh, our producer Chris, did you intentionally put that in there just to ruin the game that people had? Isn't that the song they weren't supposed to hear? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I mean, we're close enough to the holiday that you you don't got a chance now. All right. right. Wham again. Half a half a point. Here we go on to the next one. 112,000 views. I don't want a lot more Christmas. This is the only thing I need. And I don't care about the presents. I don't need the Christmas tree. I don't need to hang my stocking there upon the fireplace. Because <laughs> all don't make me happy with a toy. You know, 112,000 views. That feels like what psychosis must feel like, right? Uh, it's just from an artist named Nathan. Okay, that's, <laughs> that's very on brand for Nathan. Uh, Chris, do you know that one or do you need some help there? Yes, yes, I do know that. So honestly, and I just wanted to say, I, that, that to me actually sounds like Nightmare Sesame Street. Is what yeah, that for real. Like. No kidding. Oh, I uh, yeah. But I think that's All I Want for Christmas is You by Mariah Carey. There you go. There you got the Mariah go. Carey. Well done. Yeah. One and a half yeah. points. That full, was so distracting to me that I actually wasn't even paying attention to this Was song. that a whole band or just one guy with like a bunch of instruments? It was, it was, a, it was a guy with a mullet set out to ruin Christmas for everybody. Well, that was real. his intentions he on did. that song. Yeah. He accomplished he that it. goal. You did it. You did it. Well done. Okay, so here we go on to number three, and this one has 790,000 views. And I will say there is a whole lot of artists that this could be. Here we go. Toys in every store, but the prettiest sight to see is the honey that will be on your own front door. A pair of hobbled uncles and a pistol that shoots at the wish your body and bear. Don't I would talk and we go for a walk? It's a whole potential jam. Your mom and dad can hardly wait for school to start again. I'm not mad at it. That's I thought that solid. was great. Yeah. That was great. I like, I like it. the pirate How many views version. On that one? Uh, 790,000. Okay. Yeah, so pretty, pretty strong. And you're right. That felt like a... Very yo-ho. Yeah, like a sea shanty, but with some, some real guitars. Mm-hmm. Uh, over to you, Chris. Uh, it's beginning to look a lot like Christmas by Burl Ives. Uh, yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah we'll yeah. take that. I mean, there's, like, there's once we start to get into the classics, it's like literally every everyone's person, every it. artist on the earth has done that. Meredith Wilson, Michael Buble, Bing Crosby, <laughs> sure, yeah, whatever. All right, so you're uh, you're doing great. All you need is a half point on this last one, and you win. Here we go. No lifelines used yet. Only 636 views on this one, though. It's like the words I used to know Where the treetops glisten And children listen and we'll stop it right there. Chris, for the win, do you know it? Uh, honestly, I really wish I could have gotten through this without using any lifelines. But yeah, uh, throw me a throw me a bone here, please. Somebody fish me. 
I mean, is that Frosted Snowman? But it's, I don't know by who. It's not Frosted <laughs> Snowman. No. Mahoney, do you know it? That is I'm Dreaming of a White Christmas. And do you oh, know yeah. the original the, artist as well? Uh, the original, I don't know, but I know that Andy Williams, Bing Crosby, Bing Crosby Eddie yeah, Murphy, yeah. Bing Crosby. Uh, yeah. uh, Eddie Gwen Murphy. Stefani, uh, who else? Oh, Tiny I forgot, Tim. I forgot Gwen Stefani did it as well. <laughs> all done a cover That's of good that. enough. Well done, brother. Sure. Man, I'm not good with my Christmas songs. I've never been caroling, so I'll blame it on that. You've never been caroling? Nope. Why do you hate America? Um, it's something to do with my upbringing, I think. Uh-huh. I was raised by South. communists. You were raised by Vladimir <laughs> yes. Putin, yes. yes. <laughs> You're listening to The Dave and Mahoney Show. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Do you have a complaint? Yes. Call anytime at 833-YO-DUMMY. This is the voicemail. Please leave a message after the tone. Hey, I just wanted to call and wish you guys a happy holidays, Merry Christmas, and hence the name of the line, Yo Dummy. I did a Yo Dummy last week. Monday we're like, did we miss the contest? What's going on? I call, it's like 815, and I'm like, hey, hey, from the hot. And this guy's like, yeah, what do you want? I'm like, I was just calling to see why they didn't have the contest or anything. Well, they're on vacation. Oh, thank you. (laughs) Hey, big yo dummy on my part. Have a lovely holiday. Message deleted. I love you, Hot Tub Lori. Let me tell you a quick story about Hot Tub Lori. One of the very first people to invite us into her proverbial hot tub was Lori. Uh, <laughs> she she was calling us from day one. She's always just such sure. a delight. And the reason why we call her Hot Tub Lori, if you don't know the story, is that she has a hot tub that she literally sits in each morning. And she'll enjoy, you know, her smoke and her hot tub and just call us and chat and listen to the music. And she's just been such a wonderful a part of that. That's show. the life I want to live. I know. Yes, she's living. Man. It's given me retirement goals. I mean, that is like you've won. Like you're hanging out every day, relaxing, enjoying your life in a hot tub every What do you mean morning? retirement? She works from home. <laughs> That'd be sick. Could you imagine? Yeah, she, like, do you just like also just working? And a lot of people don't know this. Uh, she's an air traffic controller. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> you're wonderful, Lori. We appreciate you. Thank you. Please leave a message after the tone. What is your favorite type of french fry? Message deleted. Ooh. This is a good debate. <laughs> so they're all good, but um, there is no better french fry. And I mean, if we're, if we're talking like all things, tater tots are the absolute peak of the mountain. I would Audrey co-sign. and I have talked about this. Steakhouse tater yes. tots. Steakhouse tater tots are the, take it to are a whole the new best level. Steak but fries. if we're talking just fries, the curly fries from Arby's are the best. Okay, that's your take? That's I my think take. Jack in a Box curly fries are better than... Arby's curly okay, fries. but are you, are you agreeing that curly no. fries are the best? Okay. Crinkle cut fries. Mm. <laughs> I mean, McDonald's fries are the best, but that's, that's just one style of fry, and everybody else who does that style of fry doesn't do it quite as well. That's just a straight fry. I go steak fry, curly fry, then waffle fry. Steak fries, I would say, too potatoey. 
Oh, I would I'd agree. Not crisp enough. I would agree. They're uh-huh. like a little mushy, and they and there's too hot. You know what there's I mean? There's not like enough crisp burn around it, which yeah. is why a tater tot is the king of the fried or the you know uh, fried potatoes. Okay, so my French fry has to have that specific batter that's on it. That's almost like the same batter that you get like on the beer battered fries. fries that are a little yeah. flaky. They're crispy, and chunky. I like them. You know what that is? Cajun style. Oh yeah, Cajun yeah. style beer battered. French fries. So oh my God. Everybody could make those type of fries. It's the crispy on the outside, soft on the inside. You have to soak them twice. And most restaurants don't want to spend the time mm. to do that because it is time and work intensive, but it pays off Every time? when you get that when you get that gangster fry. <sighs> I've heard of the double soaked fries in Utah. I've heard. I, yeah. Oh. yeah. You have Honorable to shake the bed though. Would be the, uh, the potato wedges <laughs> from Buffalo Wild Wings. Potato wedges is pretty solid. Right. And Chris, I don't want to blow by the, the your point that you made about your third favorite, which is the waffle. Waffle fry. Yeah. The waffle fry is elite because it's the best at grabbing the sauce. Yeah. No. And if no. you're if you're at Chick-fil-A and you got that Chick-fil-A sauce, which oh, is yeah. the best sauce yeah. in all fast food, boom, you dip if that you in there. If you have to have a massive, mm. if you want 200 calories in every fry, that's <laughs> yeah, the way to that's do the it. Way to go. That's why I've gained weight in 2023 is because I have never in my life eaten so much Chick-fil-A because it's right down the road. Yeah. And every day I'm like, oh, this is convenient. Enough. And you're like, I love it, man. And you sort of lie to yourself. You're like, oh, it's kind of healthy fast it is. food. I do that every time. I'm like, this is health. Well, and the fries yes, in like 30 seconds or less now it doesn't help either. Yeah. I mean, I'm going to get some fries now. You know what? I think that this is how you end all, you know, debates. Like, I mean, we all just got together and we had our differences, you know? We all said different things yeah. and there was nothing, you it's know, all there peace. was it's all peace. Yeah. Right? It's all like, potatoes. you know, you have different views than me and that's okay. And that's all right. Until I, and you know why, though? Because it means that you're not going to eat my tater tots. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you're I all know, wrong, man. but yeah. yeah, it's fine. <laughs> Call our voicemail and say anything you want. Anything? Well, uh, almost anything. Call 833-YO-DUMMY to be a part of the Dave and Mahoney Show. So, Audrey, you are the one that has the uh, the Farmalia now, as you said. You've got your little dog, Elmo. She is how old? Nine months? Eight yeah. months? Six months? Yep. Something like that? Something like that. In there. Uh, and then you just had a couple of cats. They're like nine weeks old. Yes. So you've gone from zero pets in this past year to three. Yes. And I'm just curious, I mean, because we've all had pets before. You now have three pets all of a sudden. But you've always been a lover of pets. And yes. had multiple pets numerous times throughout I your life. I grew up, like, with six pets at all times in my mom my mom's house. Like, there yeah. was always... We, it was. I've always been in a part of a family in some way, shape, or form. Out of all of those pets that you've had over the years, including your current ones right now, and Mahoney, this question goes for you too. With all you, all the pets that you've had over all the years, how many of them do you think could actually survive in the wild? Oh, zero. Zero. Okay. One. One. Yeah. Which My Jack one? Russell Terrier. Just because he was so mean? He was so mean. Yeah. He was so dumb. He was so mean. Yeah. And if he, you're dumb and mean, you'll do great out there. You'll be you'll be <laughs> fine out in the wild. Like, my, every other dog we had, uh, no, nah, man. I, so I had one dog. She was a half-German Shepherd, half-Rottweiler. Sarah, named after uh, the land before time. And um, I think that she would have done pretty well out there because just because she was like a big dog, yeah. you know, and like had the ability to like look after herself, pretty smart, all that stuff. Uh, but I think for the most part... Yeah, we, we joke about, you know, how, how soft we've gotten as a human race. I mean, pets have gotten much, much, much softer. You're telling me a chihuahua used to be a wolf? Yeah, Come on, man. For real. But chihuahuas are pretty or, vicious, so or, I can believe okay, it. Okay, well, how about your mini poodle doodle? Dude, she was a turtle in a past life. Like that girl. <laughs> or like a rabbit. She's, she's she not a dog. She built for the outdoors? No. Yeah. She was a fox. 
So there's a dog named Rose who was adopted by a family, and within 24 hours of adoption, um, I guess freaked out and ran off. Oh, you know, like that happens, baby. right? Yeah, yeah, they don't they're, know where they're at. They're, they're scared. They don't know what's going on. They don't know that their adoptive family has just adopted them because dogs don't understand adoptive paperwork. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is a, this is actually a terrier as well, Mahoney. This is a 12 year old black. I've never heard of a Patterdale terrier. Me Have you either. Guys heard of Patterdale. No. So this is over in the UK. So maybe that has something to do with it because a, a Patterdale terrier does yep. sound very uh, very English. It does. Uh, the dog was uh, was missing. And lived on its own for six and a half years. Oh, that's a feral dog at that point. Yeah, this dog, this dog was out there that's in the streets. the wild. So rescuers set up cameras, lured her into a trap with chicken, which is kind of mean. Uh, despite her long period just living in the woods, Rose was actually in pretty good health. Uh, the adoptive family, unable to take her back, was relieved to hear that she was found alive and well. Uh, Rose is now in the last chance animal rescue uh, and has since been put down. No. I'm kidding. No. <laughs> so that family was just like, nah, man, we're good. We don't, we don't I mean, want it was like, back. hey, we adopted you six and a half years for ago. One day. Had, not even a day, and you're gone. And like, then why there's no even, attachment. Why would they even bring it back up? Why would they even bring this up to them? Yeah, probably because they had a micro trip. Also, like, let that dog, that dog has been out there for six and a half years. That dog lives in the streets now. Let that dog live. Now you're just sending that dog to prison. Oh, yeah, I feel like that dog has just been enjoying her, her best life, living yep. out in the woods. She's doing whatever she wanted to do. And now they're like, okay, back into the system you go. Yep. Dave. Dave and, and Mahoney. When your lifetime goal is to own a partial interest in a fireworks stand, it's the Redneck Report. Dog will hunt. On Dave and Mahoney. So this time of year, porch pirates are the worst, right? And we're, we're going to start today's Redneck Report, Mahoney, with a porch pirate. But I don't understand why on earth you do this. So... This woman, her name is Kensley Mott. She was caught on surveillance stealing Amazon packages. And the twist of the story is that she was allegedly stealing them to re-gift them for Christmas. Now, as somebody that is an avid Amazon user, I can say that I've ordered a whole lot of Christmas gifts. Some of them with some decent value through Amazon. Right. But the vast, vast majority of stuff that I get off Amazon is not stealable. It isn't going to do... It's, it's so specific. Like, I had a, a recliner thing break, a little recliner handle, and so I got that delivered the other day. You, What, what am I... What are you going to do with that? I just got some carpet cleaner delivered the other day. You going to re-gift that? Deodorant? To sure. Like, there's so much random crap that comes via Amazon. Don't play the lottery it's instead not, of stealing a package. Exactly. If you see an Apple package or a PlayStation... Now you're talking. Or, you know, I know Nike. what those Nike shoes yeah. look like, but even then you're gambling on whether or not... It's the right size shoe for you. Or like, the you right gotta, style you, or anything else. Yeah. Like That's the thing. Like you, you have to have a friend that's size 11 in order for you to effectively steal a gift. Again, it doesn't make any sense. I'm glad she got busted. And also, this dummy, not aware of Amazon Ring cameras, apparently, because she wasn't wearing anything over her face, just walking onto porches, stealing people's stuff around the holidays. What a dope. I, uh, you know, because, you know, I'm currently building a new home. Mm-hmm. And I'm able to put in stuff everywhere, like, you know, customize it. Yeah. So I've got cameras everywhere. But one of the things I'm going to ask about, deployable taser from the Ooh, camera. Ooh, I like that. I so like you that. see a porch pirate, tase mm. him on the spot. Or just uh, like a Jehovah's Witness. That's right. Yep. Sorry. So I know it's late in the year, but we have a candidate here, a potential candidate for parent of the year. Uh, her name is Jasmine Rose Cummings, which sounds like an adult film star. A 34-year-old woman from Wildwood, Florida, was arrested on a charge of battery after an altercation with her husband over a pack of cigarettes. I mean, did he take the last smoke? On a playground. 
I mean, sometimes these things happen, Dave. The incident occurred near the Eagle Woods mobile home community where Cummings allegedly hit her husband multiple times, leaving him extremely red and bloodshot in the eye. Two of their three children reported that the fight was about a pack of cigarettes. They got dimed out by their own kids to the cops. They got Well, we know who their favorite one is. <laughs> <laughs> that one that didn't. <laughs> Uh, and finally, what a bad housekeeper. So there's a woman whose name is Jennifer. She's a housekeeper, was uh, arrested for allegedly stealing her employer's credit card from his wallet while she was working at the house and going on a shopping spree totaling over $1,000. Not enough, man. If you're going to steal a credit card, go big. Not $1,000. She was employed by the Ashford Home Care, which is referred by the victim from the VA hospital. Oh. So they hired her just a few days prior. She was cleaning up the place. There's surveillance footage, shows her going through his stuff, stole his credit card, and like you said, only $1,000 doesn't feel like enough. Yeah. This is David Mahoney. Got a comment, complaint, or opinion for David Mahoney? Call 833-YO-DUMMY. Please record your message. This is the voicemail. Please leave a message after the tone. Where's the worst place you ever had to go for work? I am currently on my way to a waste treatment place. Message deleted. Well, it was just the basement for me. I was working on a uh, maintenance crew one summer at a summer camp, and I was the, not the least favorite, but I was up there, uh, of the guy who was in charge of the maintenance crew. Mm -hmm. And uh, so he gave me the worst job, which was emptying the grease trap of the industrial kitchen that they had for thousands of people a day at this whole summer camp. Mm. And it was the most foul-smelling, disgusting, and the only way to empty it was with these large spoons, but they didn't work right. And so you basically just had to take your arm and just scoop all of this sludge out and put it in these giant five-gallon buckets and seal them off. And it must have been... 30 buckets of this. I don't know how long it had been since they cleaned it out previously. Maybe a season or maybe a year or maybe five years. It was horrendous. Wow. I remember that day vividly. And I'm so sorry. Eating all that food, too, yeah. in that fryer has got to be disgusting. Yes. For me, the worst place I ever got sent to work, I was my first paying radio job. Mm-hmm. I was working in Champaign, Illinois, and we had just bought a station in a little town called Danville, which was like an hour maybe 45 minutes outside of Champaign, middle of Illinois, just nowhere, small, small town. But they had, like, one of those, like, old town, like, you know, like you would think about any small town USA, like Main Street. Main Street. Which is, yeah. like, charming Cute and cool. little barber shop, I bet, down there. When you visit, yeah, not yeah. when you're there constantly. But I had to go there because there had to be a person in the building at all times, and like, at back then, for, like, FCC regulations. Yeah. Because if yeah, they, they were way stricter on that then, and I got sent out there with the engineer to be just the people who just sat in this building, not doing anything, just in case an FCC inspector showed up. But while we were there... <laughs> Which doesn't just happen hardly no, of ever. it doesn't. <laughs> it doesn't. And so while we're there, the weather shifts dramatically. Tornado comes in. It's raining. It's pouring. Tornado literally hits the building that we were in. I thought I was going to die 
in Danville, Illinois. In that engineer's arms as you guys just held each other tight. His, wow. name, his name was Mark. My Mark. He smelled of Marlboros, and he oh. left his mark on you. Yes, Mar- he did. <laughs> Marlboro Mark. Oh, Marlboro Mark. What about you, Audrey? Do you have, a, like, a, the worst place or situation you've ever been in at work? I was going to say, maybe not necessarily place, but definitely um, something that felt very anti-woman at the time was whenever I had to take trash out uh, at the bar that I was working at, and it was because I was a closer. That and is equal rights. What are you talking about, No, 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 no. That's anti-woman. That is not That is not what I signed up for whenever I decided to be a part of that job. Um, and the only reason why it wasn't necessarily taking out the trash and the goo and the ooh of, Smell you know, just the dumpster. The bu- Dude, it's the and- poop that yeah. would be by the dumpsters the- because people would just be taking, just dropping yep. off loads mm-hmm. back behind there and I will never forget the day. And is there ever a restaurant or bar trash bag that's not leaking whatever oh. that oh, yeah. acidic fluid is. When you throw it, it yeah. always, gets, always you, gets on it you. It gets in your eyes. Every you time and one Ugh. time I was drunk but that's neither here nor there because you're a bartender and sometimes you drink. And <laughs> one time I was drunk and I like actually Looney Tune cartoon style wasn't I wasn't wearing non-slip shoes. Wing, 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 wing. My feet went slipping <laughs> and the trash went flying and it came down on Directly top on top of you. Yes. <laughs> like straight up like out of the movie. That is poetic. A trash bag on top of trash bag. <laughs> you know what? That was the same joke I made that day as well. So Still that's hits. what we're All these years later. <laughs> Hey, so I eat a lot of instant breakfast for uh, breakfast, obviously. Uh, I'm just curious, this time of year, I like to mix it with eggnog instead of milk. I'm just wondering if you guys have ever tried it. You definitely should. Dude, I just got eight. Like the carnation instant breakfast I think he was talking about. I've never, I don't think I've had one of those. Uh-huh. Uh, but, you know, you know, this time of year, you do you. Whatever floats your boat, I'm man. so scared. I have a half gallon of eggnog. And I've just been staring at it because every year I think this is going to be my my eggnog year. Like I always am like, I love eggnog because there are certain things in my brain that just make sense to me that I would like. Olives. I think in my head I'm going to enjoy an olive and every time I eat it, I hate it. Dude, we are Same with eggnog. blasting through eggnog in our house right you now. You are. So my wife is on a kick, but then my three-year-old son, Duke, has gotten to the point where he just goes over to the fridge and opens it and helps himself to whatever he, he wants. He's just straight drinking eggnog <laughs> from, dude, from the source. Dude, he is housing it. I'm like, what, what is going on? I look over it's the, the non-alcoholic version. It's the non-alcoholic <laughs> okay. version. But I just look over and he's just all lethargic on the couch. Just, just full of milk. <laughs> yeah, man. His body's nog. going through it, man. He's uh, like, you can't process that much nog, brother. <laughs> this is the Dave and Mahoney this Show. This is the Dave and Mahoney Show. So Kanye West has been going through it for a a long time now, and one thing that we've learned is that Kanye West is not so great at flipping homes. Uh, not that Kanye West needs to flip a home, but when you're talking about a house of this magnitude, I mean, Kanye West has lost a lot of money over the last handful of years by doing a lot of very stupid stuff. Uh, he went from being a billionaire to now being worth less than half of a billion dollars. Well, he still, lost the Adidas deal with yeah. the Yeezys, and that was, you know, uh, a huge source of his income. Well, he has this house in uh, in Malibu. And you remember the story, wasn't that long ago, where Kanye West, there was this developer slash contractor that was working with him on the house and was like, what are you doing to this place? Because he wanted, like, all the windows boarded up. It's right on the beach on, on, on in Malibu, It's right? a big so- concrete place that he paid, like, $50 million for. And you're like... And granted, location is 90% of everything, but it's just a big concrete block. Well, this this contractor that he was dealing with said that, like, Kanye was asking him to rip out all of just the infrastructure to the house. And the guy's like, I don't even know if I have the permits to do this, but the reason why this all came up is because it was in a lawsuit because Kanye wasn't paying his bills for this guy that was uh-huh. working on the house. 
Long story short, uh, I believe that Kanye is now done with the house because he is trying to sell it for $53 million. Oh, Ooh. yeah, that's going to that's gonna go well. Well, it's a 4,000-square-foot, it's a three-story house. It was actually purchased for $57 million. It was remodeled by some architect. Uh, but it's currently, would you like to see a picture of it, Mahoney? Oh, oh uh, yeah. Just, they have literally ripped everything out. It looks out. gutted. It, it looks like something you would see in a war zone. It's it's a shell. It, there's there's no windows. There's no HVAC. There's no electricity. I don't even know what I'm looking at here. It's, so the center house right there is Kanye's former house. Oh, that, it looks like I literally thought I was looking at, because of the way that the photo is set up, I thought it was like shelves. It, that's what it looks like. It looks like a set of shelves, but this is a three-story, 4,000-square-foot house, and it's just totally gutted. Weird. There is no windows anywhere. It's literally just a concrete structure, and he thinks that he is going to get $53 million for this thing. Now, obviously, it's an incredible location. It's right on the beach in Malibu. You know, you're surrounded by the ultra-wealthy, but who would who would pay that $53 million knowing that you have to put untold millions of dollars into it in order just to get it livable. Yeah, I mean, if you have that kind of money where you can buy a 50-plus million dollar estate, you don't want anything to do with Kanye West in any way, shape, or form. I don't know if you're a fan of Selling Sunset, Mahoney, but uh, one of the guys from that show not, is the uh, <laughs> is the listing agent, and he says this is a rare opportunity for the new owners to restore the waterfront property according to their personal taste. Oh, so okay. what an opportunity you have! This man needs to run Ooh. for politics. No kidding, man. <laughs> Listen for reviews of your new favorite new brews. Favorite brews. It's beer for breakfast. It's beer for breakfast every Friday on Dave and Mahoney. We are celebrating another Friday that we've made it to. Barely. And, you know, we are amongst good friends. We are employed still, somehow, some way. Another Friday, we're drinking. You know, there's nothing wrong with cracking open an ice cold beer with some friends on a Friday morning and just enjoying some beer for breakfast. And today, Mahoney, we've got one that, once again, I think is very appropriately themed for this time of year. Uh, that time is day. correct. And this time of day, yeah. Yeah, the beer that uh, we are doing is from Walter Station. It's called Coffee and Cream. It's a coffee-infused cream ale. And don't get confused. I'm confused. Because a cream ale does not contain any dairy products. Oh, okay. And, Audrey, cream ales are actually probably closer to, like, a lager. Then you would see. There we go. Wait, I was... is, it, is a cream ale not like an X-rated email? A cream mail. Stop. <laughs> oh hey. god. Oh, oh gosh. I'm going You're to HR. Me someone creamed in his ale. <laughs> I'm going to HR. I can't drink this right now. This. Uh, <laughs> the Walter Station Coffee and Cream Coffee and Fused Cream Ale has 5.1 percent alcohol by volume. It, it has 15 IBUs and. Was priced at $14.99. That came in a four-pack. Okay. The five categories in which we rate every single beer here on Beer for Breakfast. Look, smell, taste, feel, and drinkability. We don't need a drum roll until the end. Not yet. Yeah. Uh, Starting off with the look of the can and the cream ale. Uh, Just a good looking. You know, it's like coffee and cream. Spoke to me. We do a segment called Beer for Breakfast. So why not do a coffee-infused cream ale? When it spoke to you, what did it say? Buy Coffee me. and cream, buy me. Hi. <laughs> hey, I'm lonely. 
I th- actually, I don't think it was lonely. This is the last four pack that they had. Oh, really? Well, that's store, why it was so, lonely. So, all his friends had left. They had all been taken to a, a good home. So I will say Adopted. that, um, and then murdered yeah. <laughs> and consumed and cannibalized. <laughs> <laughs> Their cans crushed up and discarded. Mm. Oh, hopefully recycled. Not even recycled. Oh god, uh, but like moving on to the smell. I mean, taking a big whiff. Oh, yeah. Of the oh, can. Sorry, I was the opposite. Uh, or, you know, taking a big whiff of the coffee and cream can. You know, you're just oh, getting booger. big coffee notes Snorted some. in there. Massive. I mean, it, no alcohol whatsoever. I mean, I love the smell of coffee personally, so this is an aroma. You that don't get any alcohol in there? Can. I'm getting some Not alcohol. Really? Yeah. Oh, I do. Really? Yeah. I do. Yeah. Quite, quite a bit, actually. It smells like more alcohol it than, than coffee. It smells like an Irish coffee kind of. Mine smells I just would like, disagree. Yeah. Mine smells just Straight coffee. coffee. Hmm. Let me smell yours. We should not pass uh, well, that over the board wait, now. That, Let's, that's yes. a bad idea. Let's not do that. Let's not ruin the uh, many uh, hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of uh, radio equipment. Yeah, definitely don't in the do studio. that. Let's move on to our favorite part <laughs> of drama. beer for breakfast and take a big drink of the coffee and cream, coffee-infused cream ale yeah, from Walter's. Cheers, everybody. I don't everybody. think we that day, but yeah, cheers. So cheers. I have already been drinking it since uh, we literally got the beers in our hands, and I am so glad that you told me that this is more on the side of a lager because whenever I hear coffee and cream, I think porters and I think stouts and I think bold, darker, oil-styled beers, and that is just not this. So now that I have it in my head that it's not supposed to be that, and the more that I drink it, airing on the side of lager, that is important to note as you are consuming and purchasing this beer. That's true. So the first thing about this beer is that when you take the first sip, it's just this, whoa, just like flavors all over the place. Your tongue is confused, and then you have a second sip and a third sip. And it, and it kind and of calms down after that. And, and it chills out a little bit. And I will say that this still strikes me as tasting very much like a dark beer, like a it, stout style it's beer. It's a big coffee flavor right. in this. I mean, and when you call something coffee and cream, uh, you know, hence, I, I think the only thing that people may be misled by, I don't get a whole lot. There's not like creamy in yeah, here other than the fact that it, it is a very smooth drinking ale. You think? I think this is incredible. I mean, for me, I love like, we, we drink coffee in different ways, Audrey. You are a you are a creamer gal. Hazelnut. You, you love you some you love throwing some stuff into your coffee. Dave and I, on the other hand, are just black coffee drinkers. Mm-hmm. We go raw dog. Yeah, like a black. I don't yeah. know why you say that. Like it's an accomplishment. I feel like we're more adult sure than you. I don't know. Once you become a grown up, whatever you for me. <laughs> As the child that I am, apparently, mm-hmm. I enjoy the creaminess of coffee. And yeah. for this, it really does have a cream flavor to me. Um, not oh, like it overwhelming. It does. Okay. It, it, it actually does. It tastes more like a cream soda with a hint of coffee. Um, it doesn't have as much coffee in the taste as it does in the nose, which kind of bothers <sighs> me. But the more I drink it, I'm about uh, like a quarter of the way down now. It tastes more creamy than coffee. It does have mm-hmm. a cream soda-like feel, but I feel like that is different than like when we think of Milk. Yes. So it's or interesting. A lactose. Is that when when you're talking about you know the alcohol in the nose, you know Chris and I both agreed that we could smell the alcohol, but I can't taste the alcohol. I'm no. I think this is if a. You, if you handed me this blind and told me that this was just like a black Starbucks in a can, like from a, a nitro gas station, coffee or like something, like a nitro, I believe you. I'd be like, yeah, Same. sure. You can't you can't taste the alcohol at all. I don't know if that makes it dangerous because this is not like it's a five one. Yeah, this is not a it's beer. Not gonna, it's be not like, going to hit you over the head. You drink six of these, you'll feel it. Sure. Well, anything <laughs> under five is for children. Well, this is a five one, so this is an adult drink. This is an adolescent Audrey. drink. Uh, Chris, Wait. you are the uh, newest. Member of the show and the newest member to the craft beer community. Your well, thoughts? Well, uh, there's so many flavors going on here. 
I, I, it's a little overwhelming at first. The more sips I'm taking, like Dave said, it's starting to settle in. I'm starting to try to uh, like pick which flavor I'm trying to roll with on which this. Which one hits you first? Uh, it's really just like an Irish cream kind of flavor. That's like really what I'm getting. Yeah. You know, but are you not- getting kind of like a, a this isn't going to sound right. Just say it. Like a nut taste at the end. Yeah, where it, a little bit. It, it's kind of like a like you just had a handful of like cashews or something. It's got that dryness there's, that you have when you have like coffee or nuts yeah. in there. And there's a little bit of it, I wouldn't call it a sweetness, but there's like that like there's a, a, a very, caramel style. A hint little bit. A little in bit. In there just as touch. well. Yeah. I think like, tell me if I'm wrong. There's like a bizarre kind of just slightly bitter aftertaste. There, for sure there is. And, yeah. I, and I I can't put my finger it's on like what a, that is. It's like a dark chocolate almost. Yeah, there you we know? go. Yeah. There we go. Or yeah. a dark coffee. Sure. You know, depending on how it's coffee roasted. is bitter. Uh, we put cream in it. Yeah. For me, that's why I like coffee. The, the flavor of this. If you are a coffee drinker, I, and if you are a black coffee drinker, I think this hits all the right notes. I think it's really, even though there are big flavors of coffee, I do think it's still very well balanced. It's a light beer to me. Yes, I mean yeah. mouthfeel wise, light, smooth, and. Hence the name. It is have it does have a cream in it for me. The overall drinkability for me for the uh, the coffee and cream coffee infused cream ale from Walter Station right here in Phoenix. I'm a fan. Fourteen ninety nine for a four pack. I think Pretty it's good. accurately priced. And you know it's what, a this, quality product. And it's interesting. Like if you show yes. up to a party with this, this is not like a normal beer. People will look at this and go. Huh. And it's like a conversation I think piece. This, this is a good morning tailgate beer. It is a good just morning beer, I'd say. I actually think <laughs> I like even it. if you're just morning watching beer. football on TV. I yeah. don't know what the Venn diagram of people who like black coffee and the people who like beer or who don't like or who like both of those things or like black coffee but don't like beer. I don't know what that Venn diagram looks like. Yeah. But I would say if you are not a traditional beer drinker but you do like black coffee, this is worth the try. So overall for me, this is a very interesting beer, a very high quality beer, uh, especially given the price and love the fact that it's local. Can I get a drum roll please, Dave? Oh, you have one. Mahoney's Beer Scout Supremacy. I get the Walter Station coffee and cream coffee infused cream ale. A 4.05 out of 5. Follow the Dave and Mahoney Show on social media at Dave and Mahoney. Because your home phone, cell phone, email, Facebook, Twitter, and home screen, all at the same time. They're everywhere. <laughs>